0: Hey guys, welcome to the Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. My name is Bailey Garner, I'm the host, and each week we call my dad, Toby Slough, and we just talk about common struggles that we all have in our day-to-day life, and he gives some awesome wisdom. So we want to invite you to peek in on our conversation so that you can glean from his wisdom as well. So let's call my dad.
1: Well, hey, B, what's up?
0: Hello, daddy How are you doing?
1: I'm just fine and dandy. And you?
0: Great. I am great as well. Got no complaints, sk- for two really. Two kids
1: in school. You got mm-hmm. a husband home for a week. Life's got
0: to be good. It's been a great week for sure. And uh, next week, the third one goes back to school, and then we're back in full swing. Wow. So... It'll be good. I know. I heard your parts went back to school today. Saw some cute pictures.
1: Sweet Evie. She was fired up about first grade and getting to have a classroom upstairs.
0: Oh, wow. Fancy. I love it. I feel like she had such a typical first day of school picture because she's missing her front teeth. Like she's lost her front tooth. So it's just Mm -hmm. so cute. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Funny. (laughs) <laughs> yes. So you're wearing flamingos. What are you wishing you were on a tropical island or something?
1: Uh no, I'm wishing now I'm on in Antarctica or something. It's humid <laughs> and hot as it is in the Dallas Fort Worth area. But no, I don't know why. I just put it <laughs> felt flamingo-y today.
0: It looks great. It looks great. I am I got my coffee here. People can't see, but so that maybe I won't be doing as many hand motions. So you can't make fun of me.
1: Probably, I'll probably find something.
0: <laughs> you promised the people a story today, and although I don't really want you to throw me under the bus, I feel like you should hold tight to that promise.
1: Oh, I'll, I'll throw it in somewhere, but okay, get, okay, get, okay. We need to get going because you know Prissy doesn't want us just talking forever. You know, she she wants us uh, to get to it.
0: <laughs> okay great um well we have been in our back to school series and we've talked a lot about routines but our overall theme I feel like has been intentionality and so I have a few questions for you today or things to discuss that have come up and one of those being we went back to um our we our church does house church, which is kind of like, uh, other people's versions of small group. And, um, we started that this week and it was just a great reminder of the power of community and, but not only that, how you have to be intentional with it because it can be hard to do that in the season of back to school because there's so much stuff going on, you know, and we talked about extracurricular activities and finding, really defining what's important for your family last week. And I wanted to talk, kind of get your thoughts on how do you balance being intentional with your community and friendships, like as a parent, so that that's modeled for your kids um, in your relationship with your spouse. And then also just in general, like community with other families, while you're also being thrown in a million different directions with school and different age kids, you know what I mean?
1: Uh, yeah, you you probably, that was a very long question. So like, get, let's, like start with, a... let's start
0: with, let's start. Well, I gave you an overview. These are all my thoughts I've been having. Hey, y'all let Bailey know, morning.
1: however you communicate with Bailey, whether it's, you know, whether it's DM and be a Gobi or uh, <laughs> me or something like, look, could you let Bailey know that I am not picking on her, but like, she just asked like a two minute sentence and then just paused <laughs> and I'm like, Okay, uh, are we talking about
0: astrophysicists? Okay, or may- sorry, what we back up, back up. <laughs> what are your tips for being intentional with community um, whenever you're going back to school and in a busy season? How do you make that a priority for your family?
1: Well, just like in general, I... I- mm-hmm. I get irked when people tell me that something's important, but they don't have time. I mean, we have time Mm -hmm. for whatever is at the top of our list, right? I mean, we find time, uh, whether it's uh, a Netflix series that you and Grant are into, you're going to find time to watch it. I mean, why? Because so we we priority doesn't come by what we put on a list or a wall priority comes by where we're spending our time. And the fact, of the matter is community, the intentionality aspect of community is like, if it isn't prioritized in your schedule, it is going to be one of the first things that get squeezed out. Why? Because Mm -hmm. community takes time, community, Mm -hmm. uh, not only time out of your schedule, but time over weeks, months, years to build the kind of relationships that you were created for. And it means you're going to have to say no to some things that you're saying yes to. Uh, You know, you know this, but my mentor, my spiritual father taught me, you know, over um, what is it now, almost 40 years ago, that you can have anything you want, but you can't have everything that you want. And so you just Mm -hmm. have to decide what you want. And if you want that community, then that has got to be prioritized in your calendar, which means, look, man, everybody's not prioritizing it. And so I think sometimes we we want to do what everybody else does, but then we want to get something everybody else isn't getting. And it just, life doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you're going to have to, as a family, not just say, okay, we're going to do this, but say, okay, what is this going to cost us to do this? What does this mean we can't do? Uh, especially mm-hmm. if you've got, you know, as you as your kids get a little bit older, as you get into third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, like they're going to have to be a part of that discussion. No, we this is a value of our family, which means what you're asking to do isn't a bad thing to do. It just means we would have to say yes to something we really value. Mm-hmm. That was a long answer to a short question.
0: So in your experience, since, you know, you're wiser and a little bit older, you. Um, what what benefits have you seen from being making that a priority? Because I just you know, I know there's probably a lot of parents on here that are like, well, why is it worth my time? You know, why is it worth my time to invest in community intentionally?
1: Well, let's go ahead and define. Yeah. Community as mm-hmm. we're not talking, we're talking about more than friendship. Friendship's mm-hmm. a part of it. We're talking more about. You know, common seasons of life, what we're talking about when you say community is the place where you're fully known and fully loved. The first place you would go outside of your physical family, if that's the paradigm of your life, that you would go to say, here's where I'm struggling. Here's uh, here's, you know, something we're battling with. Here's what I, I, I need help with. Uh, and then receive and operate out of that. You know, it's a place I've always said that you're fully known and fully loved. And it, it's a it's a safe place. And so what your mom and I have seen through the years is, is that process, which is impossible to microwave, right? There are different levels of community that you are in. There are seasons of time, like when you Uh, and Ross were in junior high and high school. I think sometimes the fallacy is you have to pick between, you know, your kids, friends and your friends. And our commonality was the sports you were playing, the kids you were hanging at school. And we were fortunate enough. They were part of cross timbers and what we were doing. And so we would get together and it's not like I had to pick between one or the other. It was, it was parents that were doing life together. Quite honestly, it was people that I thought that we would be very, very close for the rest of our life. But what I discovered was, no, our relationships kind of the centering nature of our relationships were the common experiences with our kids. And when, you guys graduated, went to college, and people kind of spread out everywhere. I still love those people. They love me, but it's not community, the first place I'm going to go when I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, those relationships come irrespective of where you are in life. As mm-hmm. you've talked about here on the podcast before, mm-hmm. you know, my closest relationships, real community for for mom and I, man, they're people that... uh We've done life a long time and their kids are younger or older, or and we have to fight for it, really. We have to like make time, and we have friends that have that live here and have uh, other homes in other parts of the country, and they come home or we go there just so we can spend time with them to invest in those relationships. Yeah. But, yeah uh,
0: and like we've
1: talked, Oh, sorry. <laughs> that, I was just gonna say that didn't happen by accident. It's because that's such a high value of our life. We were with that couple, one of those couples, the other night. We sat down to eat dinner. He said, "Well, let's pray." And he just said, "Man, thank thank you for these people that uh, help me swim when I'm sinking, and that make life worth living." Well, that's what mm. community is.
0: Mm. That's a word for sure. And I think, like we've talked about before on the podcast, it's okay to have different levels of friendships like that. And um, and There will be friendships that come and go. And that's not a bad thing either. Like the Lord places people in your life for different seasons. So uh, I feel like that's encouraging to me when you repeat those (laughs) truths to me, because I think sometimes I can get caught up and I need to have all the friends all the time. And if I'm not keeping up with everybody, then I'm failing. So um, I think it's good to remember that.
1: Isn't, Um, isn't Isn't the devil smart? Mm -hmm. Like if, if he, if he wants, if he knows how powerful community is in your life, then he's going to use the very way God created against you, Mm -hmm. which really the enemy of community is this need to be in relationship with so many people. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so what it is, it's surface with everybody and community with nobody. Mm -hmm. And so you have to think about like a glass of water. That's a glass represents your capacity, and mm-hmm. you're going to pour some out in energy and time to build real community. Mm-hmm. And if you're pouring the rest of what's left out and just keeping up with everybody, there's no energy there for the life you want to live. And so what people do is I just give up.
0: Mm. Yep. I also so I something that the other day you did a TikTok, tock um, and it oh, was about. Just
1: say, say that again. <laughs> just. Your fi- almost 59-year-old do- uh, father did what? What did I do? TikTok. tock Tick-tock. <laughs> i on somebody.
0: And you were talking about when people struggle um, that the worst thing is to be in isolation. And a lot of times we isolate because we feel shame for our struggles. And so that made me think of this situation where a lot of people... I think are nervous about getting into true community because they have to be vulnerable and they have to share, like it requires you to share some parts of yourself that maybe are hard to share. And on that TikTok that you did, there was a lot of people commenting that people don't care about my struggles. Why would I share them? And, um, or they're just going to use them against me. Like those were a few comments I saw and, um, can you speak to that because i think that that does hinder a lot of people from really investing in in real community relationships because of that fear
1: yeah uh i, I you showed me some of those comments and i get it uh because i've experienced all those things
0: mm-hmm. you know uh
1: but the only other option is no community and so at some point it's like is is it worth it like is the potential of someone to let you down or you know disappoint you or someone you know share something you shared in confidence or not understand uh kind of shame you in some way is it is is the pain of that Real well, of course it is, but is the pain of that as damaging as never being fully known and fully loved, and I would say that's not true. I think one of the big uh fallacies that we live with, you know again i don't I don't want this whole thing to be about how the enemy works in your life, but I don't want to give him too much credit, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: like he takes us to extremes in our thinking, and so if he can get us to an extreme then what we end up doing is we're not going to do anything. So, you know, well, you get you get a convicted by the Lord through a message at church or through a Bible study that you need to be, you know, actively involved in serving in someone else's life. And instantly the thought comes in your head, yeah, but I can't go to Africa. And because you mm-hmm. can't go to Africa, you end up not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to community, here's here's what happens. Everybody thinks they have to dive into the deep end of the pool. Mm-hmm. Right. OK, we've been together uh, for two group meetings. Now, let me tell you my deepest dark, darkest secret. And well, that's not how it works. Like that gets built. You, you wade into the shallow end. You get on the sun deck for a while and hang out there, you know, and mm-hmm. then you step into the shallow water. And over time, as in little ways, you begin to reveal yourself. hmm. In casual conversation, not in some narcissistic way, but in real conver- in real conversation, that you're having a hard time sleeping, or you have your doubts about your ability as a mom, and as you guys begin to connect in the shallow water, mm-hmm. at some point, like that's a progression into the deep end of the pool where community is. It's not like a dive off the diving board, mm-hmm. and. So those two things are what what I would say to folks who push back on that kind of vulnerability. Although I would say this, man, I 100% get that. Mm -hmm. Man, you know how many places I've been where I've shared my story and I've gotten 100 emails about how people want to fix me or why I shouldn't feel that way? Or I've had people walk up to me and say like the meanest things in place. I mean, people I've never met and uh, you know i'm kind of kind of drained from the experience of you know kind of sharing at 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 a deeper level my story but the only way like something opposite of good wins in that moment is if i go that's it man i'm not doing that anymore
0: mm, for sure yeah so do you but, have any like oh
1: but I'm not trying to say it's not hard, but I'm not I mean yeah, you don't no. hear this guy go, oh no, here yeah, you know. no, that's not true.
0: Yeah, no, I think um it was interesting because on the way home from our house church grant and I were talking about, you know, what about it and reflecting and like um for him opening up to new people is a little bit harder than it is for me. But for me, opening up um we've talked about this a lot. So it's not going to shock you. Um, Bringing my children and if they, how they act being a reflection, how I always struggle, I struggle with this and I'm, he knows that. So we have good conversations about it, but like how they act, I feel like it's a reflection of me. So then being judged for that. So I'm not as worried about myself, but more about what my family is looking like to other people, you know? So I feel like the need to be vulnerable, or like the the piece of vulnerability can come in lots of different ways. It might not even be you. It might be opening up your family to everybody seeing your junk, (laughs) you know, like I had to get on to the kids. I mean, for not listening, that one of them was being disrespectful and other people saw that. And that can feel scary and they can feel like I'm not coming back and doing this because it's uncomfortable. But like, I think there is power in having the group around you to like, you know, see that, next week, someone else is going to struggle with that. And, um, or maybe I'm going to learn something from another parent of how to, you know, like they have, they're in a little little bit older stage of life and they can teach me something. So I think it can look, vulnerability can look different, you know? So,
1: yeah. And so let's talk, let's take that example for a moment. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have to, like, you're in a good spot because you're asking yourself the right question. Mm-hmm. and a lot of times people never get to the intentional part of just asking questions about why they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so the problem isn't your child being disrespectful. The problem is you're finding your identity in how your child behaves, right? Mm-hmm. Which leads to, are you correcting them because they need to be corrected? Or are you correcting them because of how it looks to someone else? Yes. And that's that's what your kids are picking up on. Right. They're they're picking mm-hmm. up on that. But what a great opportunity be when your child is acting up in something like that. You correct them and say, hey, it's kind of embarrassing. I mean, the elephant in the room is it's kind of embarrassing. Right. Mm-hmm. And every other mom knows it. And and to be honest, man, sometimes I wonder what people think. And it makes me not want to come. Yeah. And just that little revelation, not some deep, dark thing, but just saying that like that is an invitation. It's like you've cast out the fishing line trying to catch community and there'll be offline conversations and stuff that doesn't happen in that group. Uh, outside of that group, that uh, that that man, like the seeds of community get planted. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like, you know, growing a garden. You know. I mean, you till the soil and you put the seeds in the ground. And over time, you know, the plants begin to grow. Uh, But, you know, community, the intentionality part of community also takes like perseverance. You know, like if you were to walk into my backyard today in Mississippi, what you would see is a jungle. And, you know, I asked Gideon the other day, guys, I said, hey, how's the garden? And he kind of cut his eyes at his mom and said, oh, it's good. And I said, Gideon, tell the truth. Well, Papa, the ochre's too long, and the bugs ate the watermelon, and da 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 da, da. And the thing is, it's like, man, I'm, I give her grief about it. I know you're busy with three kids. I get all that. I, but it's such, to me, an analogy of life. It's like, if you want mm-hmm. the fruit, you have to, you know, it, it's not, it's never over, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, In that season, if you want fruit in that season, then you 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 go back and you do the things that aren't the you know funnest things on the planet, are aren't the most comfortable things for you. But Mm -hmm. you know, it's why the Bible Mm -hmm. says, "Let's not grow weary in doing good." For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And Mm -hmm. that's my thing in community. At this point in my life, with you know, grown kids and five grandkids and a, you know, a, a, quite honestly, a crazy life I never expected to be living at this point on the road and t- traveling. And, uh, man, what anchors me is that community. It's those relationships. Mm-hmm. The eight of us sat at a table here in Denton last night for two and a half hours. Uh, my community. And it was like, man, this is like a breath of fresh air to me.
0: Mm-hmm. So what would you suggest you know, I shared that like I got was I had the opportunity through our local church to do that. But if mm-hmm. you know, do you have any practical suggestions for people that are like, okay, I'm ready to, um, I want to take the first step, but what does that look like?
1: Well, if it's if you're a, a you know, stay at home mom, which by the way is the hardest job on the planet. And if you are a stay at home mm-hmm. mom, then it's inviting someone out for coffee one day. Mm-hmm. Or inviting them over to your house for coffee if your kids are still in the house. If you're a working mom, lots of times that comes from people you work with, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the commonality of you working in an office with others, and it's a it's it's a it's a you know, it could be anything as simple as lunch around you know the, your salad you brought around the table. But you're asking someone if if you guys can chat. And again, we're going into the shallow end of the pool, man. We're, we're, mm-hmm. You're just kind of, you know, you're sowing a little seed to s- see if there might be something there. And my encouragement has always been, because I live in Dallas, what I've always said to people is just try to get past the cowboys in the weather. Try mm-hmm. to talk about something beyond, you know, hot, man, it's hot out there. Wow. What do you think the cowboys can do this year? Beyond the surface, it doesn't have to be deep, but it can just a little bit, you know, below the surface. How are you doing? Well, hey, what's what what's going on in your life? Is yeah, anything hard or, you know, a lot of times those relationships get seeded for you, working folks, in. Like I've never had anyone offended when I said, "Hey, what? what how could I pray for you?" Mm -hmm. is there anything I'd be praying about that's it and and if they say no say great but someone might say hey I've got a sick uncle you know we always start with the illness thing most of the time it's safe and you can start to connect at that level Mm
0: -hmm. that's good that's funny that you went there with intentional conversations because I was gonna ask you this is kind of changing to the chill to kids me and some mom friends were talking about we wanted to do a better job of having asking intentional questions of our kids after school and it's so easy to get into the mode of like how was your day and they don't answer you and like (laughs) then you feel like you don't know and you want to like spur on conversation which a lot of times you can't force obviously but do you have any ideas of intentional questions that we that we could ask our children and it can be different ages obviously but anything that you might have used when you were talking with us growing up or that you've seen used before
1: yeah that's it's funny you ask because I've been doing these interviews lately Mm -hmm. on back to school with tv stations and uh one of the things they always ask me about one of the things I'm talking about is recapturing you know the power of the dinner table Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which just is a way of saying hey man let's communicate with our kids and they say well you know. I say you need to be intentional around the table. Ask questions. What kind of questions would you ask? And the questions for me are questions that require more than a yes or no answer. Mm -hmm. So, did you have a good day? Yeah. Yes, I did. Well, there has to be a follow up as opposed to saying, hey, what was the best thing that happened today? What was the hardest Mm -hmm. thing that happened today? Uh, Who are you? Who's becoming really good friends? Is man, I used to every now and then I didn't get along with somebody in my class. Anybody there? You're not getting along with. And as they start answering and telling you, here's the situation, here's what's happened, here's what went good today, here's what I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, it it's it gets beyond math and social studies, you know, and geography, and it gets into hey man, here's how I'm feeling, here's how we here's the environment I'm in, and and the thing is, like as a believer. I'm not better than anybody. I just have access to something that people who don't believe don't have, which is like God gives, he says, I have eyes in my heart, which is basically he gives me discernment in that. And he shows me in those simple questions for you young moms. Like if you ask him, hey, I'm going to ask these questions. Would you help me see where my child really is? So I, I I can be the best version of me. I can be with Gideon, with Micah, with Essie. He'll open your eyes to those things over time. It's a Mm learned skill.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. One thing. So I've been doing that at the dinner table because of your suggestions, trying to ask more intentional questions. And I found that asking, at least for my kids, because they're so little, when I would say the best part of your day, they would get overwhelmed because like they had to pick one thing that was like, the, you know, like Gideon, he wants to have the perfect answer. So he's like, I mean, well, this was good. And, you know, whatever. So I had Is to change it, the question go ahead. <laughs> to like, what's what was a good thing that happened? Like, just tell me one good thing, because we're also really trying to work with them on being more positive. Yeah. Um, but see,
1: most kids aren't giddy. And honestly, most of them, you have to extract yeah. them, extract this yeah. out of them. And mm-hmm. so it's it's it's. Like, if you say one good thing, they're going to, it's going to be short and sweet. When you give them a mm-hmm. list, they'll just start listing things off. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why, you know, you, again, you just train up a child in the way that they should go, you know, the way God shaped mm-hmm. them is really what that's saying. Yeah. You, you join God in the shaping process. And so, a different, you know, Micah Thomas is not going to go on and on and on. I mean, you're well, going gonna...
0: to. I was going to <laughs> go about him something I learned. Yeah. And... Is that, so they, (laughs) they hold it during school, if you know what I'm saying. There's Mm -hmm. certain things they don't do at school because it makes them nervous and whatever. So never fails as soon as they get home. That's what has to happen. And I have learned that Micah is going to talk to me the most when I go with him to the bathroom. And he's like, for some reason, that's when he unloads like, like what happened at school.
1: (laughs) Oh, unloads. You okay. <laughs>
0: okay. Unloads both. I'm sorry. That was, yeah. Well, you, um, but that's you're when he a great mom? to me about his day.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're a great mom. Cause I'm going to tell you something. That was not a line I was crossing with you kids. My goodness.
0: <laughs> well, I do stand like kind of far away, but it's funny because the first couple of days I was like, no, you can go by yourself, blah, blah, blah. And then I learned that that's when he was going to talk to me. And so I was like, Oh, it's like the Lord kind of revealed this is the time that you get to have an intentional conversation. As weird as that is now, I just know that's when he's going to we have one on one time. So it's
1: interesting. and, And the funny part of that is, B, is that you very quickly is coming a time where they, you know, those kind of moments, private moments. They're not going to want you in there. They don't want you anywhere close. So yeah. you know, then you're going to have to find another spot, right? It's just, it's just yep. a constant. It's kind of like that. I mentioned that garden next door that looks like you know it's an Amazon jungle. I mean, it's just a constant, right? And the thing about you don't it really is, know
0: what it looks like because you haven't been to see it. So I have
1: not, but I, I am trusting the innocent truthfulness of my grandson, and I know this. <laughs> That when you let it go long enough with your kids, when you let the weeds grow, which in this analogy is not having those conversations, it gets out of hand on you and it makes it it makes it challenging. So the Mm -hmm. best time that, you know, the best time to start is was, you know, six weeks ago. And the second best time is today. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's great. So any last words for people that um, you want to leave today, especially because. There's just so many things you've been talking about surrounding back to school. This is what you've been talking with lots of people about. Is there anything that you feel like really important that you want to leave people with?
1: Yeah, as as, as a mom, even if there's a couple of dads that the moms made them listen to this, I would say like you weren't created to parent alone, whether it's mm-hmm. you as a single parent or even as a couple, that's that's not God's design. You were designed for community. And it's not like what some of you have heard in church. Hey, like here's one, here's the to-do list. It's it's not what it is. It's hey man, how did God design me? And as I live in a way God designed me, I become the very best version of me and my family becomes the very best version of itself because I'm we're living according to God's design.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I I would say It's worth the risk. It's worth the energy. It's worth uh, the potential for you being misunderstood. For you, you know, lots of us live with fear of rejection. You know, Mm. it's worth it because the alternative is isolation, which is never a good thing.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's great. Well, thanks, Dad. You, that was some great little nuggets you laid upon us.
1: Do do you, all of you guys listening? Do you really think that Bailey, when she's off camera, is this kind to of me? Well, thank you, Father. That that really was so wise. One of the reasons I am growing to love this podcast is because, hey, man, my my daughter is nice to me. I mean, it's unbelievable.
0: I mean, it goes both ways, okay? You don't give me near as much of a hard time on here as you do offline either, so. Well,
1: that, that's only because of the time issues. I only have a, a limited that's time. That's <laughs> true. I'm teasing, baby. I love you. I hope you all right. have a great day, a great week. You too. And uh, we'll talk next week.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Love you. Love you. Hello, thank you again for joining us on another episode of Hey Dad Can You Talk? I hope that today's episode really got you thinking about, do you have community in your life? If you don't, why don't you? What's like holding you back? If you do, where can you be more intentional with those relationships? Um, And that you just, I hope you were encouraged to know that like, it's not easy it is worth it. um, And that there are different layers when it comes to building uh, an intentional community. And a lot of that has to be with being open and honest and vulnerable and things like that. So anyways, I know it was a great conversation for me to have and to be thinking about as we enter a new season of the year and everything. So um, I wanted to make sure you guys knew that we have some awesome back-to-school resources on our website. So make sure that you click the link in our show notes of this episode or go to beagoby.com and you'll see under resources back-to-school. And there's some really awesome things like a chore chart and a calendar, printable calendar um, and a daily planner and things like that that I think will really help give you some more routine as you get back into school and just to help your family overall not be in such a state of blah stress (laughs) so thank you guys for listening we'll see you back here same time next week